This is Defenders TV Podcast, Episode 70. This is San Diego Comic-Con 2016 Part 2 Review, where we'll be talking about Marvel Netflix and, of course, Doctor Strange and the Marvel movies. Welcome back, Defenders, to our first podcast in about two months. Uh, this is episode 70 of Defenders TV Podcast. We're on a bit of our summer break at the moment, but nothing signifies the best part of the summer than San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, so we are coming back with our part two of our San Diego Comic-Con podcast, where we're talking about all the Marvel elements that happened over the weekend, all the TV and movie elements. Um, obviously, there was a lot of, uh, of Marvel Netflix coverage there, so we'll be talking about all the Netflix shows and some Marvel movie coverage. Who am I kidding? That's all going to be about Doctor Strange. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hi, everyone. I'm one of your other hosts, John. Welcome. Absolutely. <laughs> it is a wonderful, magical, mystical type of time that we live in. Uh, to think that we had both uh, the Iron Fist first look mm-hmm. um, at San Diego Comic-Con, followed by um, the panel of Doctor Strange and the second trailer, like awesome uh for me at least two of my favorite characters and my favorite character dr strange uh being introduced to like rapturous crowds at san diego comic-con so this was awesome this was just so so awesome i never thought um that this would happen i'm still pinching myself that this film obviously uh to be released in uh, october of this year mm-hmm. is is still happening but it, it looked awesome but uh, i will uh, restrain myself until <laughs> um we actually get into it uh, because otherwise i could just go into it now and this podcast will be about an hour long absolutely uh, so if you missed part one of our podcast what we covered over there was uh it's our on our dc podcast gotham tv podcast we covered uh gotham season three trailer and uh, some of the interviews with the cast over there uh, we covered wonder woman justice league and of course, Suicide Squad, which is the next DC yes. movie coming up on the slate. Um, so because we talked about all the DC elements over there, we're going to reserve this for, uh, obviously, Marvel. But if you do want to hear it, just pop on over to GothamTVPodcast.com slash iTunes. Uh, or since I've been doing a little bit of a project to put all of our podcasts in one location, you can find everything over at TVPodcastIndustries.com slash iTunes. You can get them all on iTunes over there. Uh, all 168 of our podcasts, John, so Absolutely, far. absolutely. Pretty cool. Um, and of course, for all things Defenders, for all things Marvel, um, just go to Defenders TV Podcast dot com forward slash iTunes and of course you can search Defenders TV podcast on any good or evil um podcast catcher mm-hmm. as well we are on Twitter with Defenders Cast at Defenders Cast and of course come and join our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Defenders TV podcast. Absolutely. And also a quick uh, shout out, of mm-hmm. course, have to do this, as you'll notice, there is a lovely poster uh, in the background there of Doctor Strange. This was from uh, one of our listeners, Rebecca. Uh, thank you so, 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 so much uh, for this. I certainly did not have this poster um, and it is looking fantastic. And I believe it's the cover art for collected edition of Doctor Strange comics that is uh, going to be released I think in hardback um, towards um, October and the release of Doctor Strange the movie. Mm, 
Awesome. That'll be really cool to read. Yeah, really good. Um, one of the things I was going to say, one of the great parts about the group is there's loads of comic book recommendations over there as well. So if you're not a huge comic book reader, there's some really, really uh, properly well-read comic book readers over there who are giving some great suggestions of comics. Yeah, uh, Moon Knight, I think, is one of them. The mm-hmm. current run of Moon Knight yeah. has been recommended highly. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, come on down and join us on our Facebook group. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's time to get into it, though, John. We're going to start out with um, the Marvel Netflix coverage. That's kind of the main thrust of our show. Uh, we're going to hold back on our Doctor Strange <laughs> discussion for a little while. Um, but we had we had some pretty big reveals. Let's start off with the kind of short ones uh, to begin with. Uh, the first short reveal, which we all knew was coming, especially after the excellent second season of Daredevil, we got the reveal that there is going to be a Daredevil season three. Um, the reveal itself is a very short video of um, effectively an underground tube station uh, in New York. I guess it's the New York Underground or New York Metro, right? Um, where it's Could being be. it's being revealed that we're going to be returning back to Hell's Kitchen. Uh, no date, no excellent, no announcement of when. But I think loads of the fans were kind of thinking that you'd be that they that they wanted to see this reveal and this announcement that we're going back to Hell's Kitchen with. Uh, with Daredevil, uh, there's so many shows coming up that I think uh, Netflix themselves are probably saying, we are going to do it, but if we release something now and we're not going to release the show for two or three years, maybe that might annoy the fans a bit more, but um, it does feel like it's going to be a while before we get uh, a Daredevil show. But absolutely justified given uh, season two this year and obviously with season one, fantastic um, series of, of, of uh, TV mm-hmm. they put on Netflix for everyone to see uh, all at once, uh, no matter where you live. So absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, it's almost the wrong word to use, but like Netflix is churning out um, the, the the stuff at the moment. And um, what we've been watching, Stranger Things, really just oh, great um, sort of tie back to the 80s, very nostalgic mm-hmm. uh, for those growing up in, in the 80s. But I mean, in terms of Marvel Netflix stuff, it is just so much. I mean, we've got Jessica Jones season two, Obviously, Luke Cage that we're going to talk about, uh, Iron Fist, Daredevil season three, mm-hmm. um, and of course, um, the Defenders and the Punisher. Absolutely, and let's just stop tons, right here. Tons, tons, tons. Just in case this is your first time joining us and you haven't actually joined us for our other 69 podcasts, what have we done on the other 69 podcasts? We've reviewed every single episode of the Netflix Marvel shows to date, uh, and Agent Carter as well, which was going on concurrently uh, while those Netflix shows were, were airing. So if you want to hear our in-depth thoughts about all of the Netflix shows so far, uh, up to Daredevil Season 2, uh, the final episode, which we released about two months ago, just make sure you do subscribe to the podcast and go back and listen to those episodes There's some really fun discussions about and of course episodes. interspersed within uh, all of that are two seasons of Agent Carter yeah. as well and a couple of films exactly exactly um, so what's this all leading to why do we start the podcast why why is our name Defenders TV Podcast well if you didn't know it finally got revealed at the San Diego Comic Con panel we got the reveal of the image of the Defenders showing that we will have the series next year 2017 yeah just a, a little kind of just a reminder almost uh, that this is happening um and of course we see a hand um is it a hand or the hand and of course mm. it, it looked like it could be slightly alien to me but it could also be grasping yeah kind of like that um but yeah really good and a voiceover from stick there saying yep. you know basically what hope have you four got uh, working together? You can't look after yourself. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, with all their problems, both, you know, can't get God out of their head, alcoholic, you know, former um, 
prisoner, mm -hmm. and of course uh, an orphan uh, who has returned to New York. So, like, really good to see that. Yeah. And of course, what was really nice was that the typeface of the defenders was like it was cut out of uh, you know one of the original defenders comics. And of course, um, I really really like that because I maybe just maybe just maybe just maybe uh, and i'm not gonna dwell on it too long okay. but maybe the sanctum santorum uh in uh, new york will be the base for this fall maybe not at once maybe later on and maybe there will be some form of strangeness that will happen uh, within that miniseries Perhaps. I'm hoping uh, it could be a neat little tie-in between the film and TV universes of Marvel. Mm -hmm. But two tiny things. I'm hoping. I'm yeah. hoping. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, two tiny things about the about the uh, the little teaser of the logo. I did like that it's made up of all the logos um, so far that we've seen. Uh, the Iron Fist logo was also revealed uh, at, at New York Comic Con. <laughs> Obviously, San Diego Comic Con, not New York Comic Con. Uh, the Iron Fist logo was re was revealed there. Uh, that also forms part of the Defenders logo. I love the way it was made up. Uh, I love that we yeah. could see uh, Elias Investigations, Nelson Murdoch, um, the prison where uh, Luke Cage is. Uh, I love that all those elements were making up to form this Defenders piece. And as we said, with the grasping hand of the hand. I'm almost definite that's that they're going to be the bad guys uh, for this series, uh, especially because uh, Daredevil season three is probably going to take place after um, after Defenders, so it mm -hmm. will be likely that they keep that big bad that's run through two seasons of uh, of Daredevil as being the the bad for for the Defenders. And of course, there was that calling card of who is Danny Rand, mm -hmm. and I think with that, what a good we should on. move on to mm -hmm. the first look mini little trailer, only about a minute long. And that was released there at San Diego on the Marvel Netflix panel of the Iron Fist. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. I mean, like, again, this is my second best thing of San Diego Comic Con. Small but deadly, uh, really. It was superb. Um, just to see how, um, really Finn Jones is going to inhabit Danny Rand. We've seen mm -hmm. a few stills, but it was nice to see him. I'm loving the look with the beard. Obviously, he might guess, well, no, he will guess, um, tidied up, get a shave. Uh -huh. uh, but we do see, um, you know, uh, the plane crash, and we see him sort of still strapped to the seat, um, lying in the snow uh, with what looks like to be two monks looking uh, over over him, the Denzians mm. of Kunlun, if you will, mm. um, that find him and presumably take him back to uh, the city of Kunlun and, of course, um, presumably mountains, monks and, of course, dragons. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, so Iron Fist is a character that I, I know a bit about. I've read uh, the most recent uh, Immortal Iron Fist book, um, the, the, the kind of big collected book. I've read a lot of that. Um, and the characters popped in and out of a lot of books that I used to read, but I know you're a huge fan. Of, uh, of Danny Rand, yeah. uh, particularly, and of that Iron Fist, uh, that Iron Fist run, and a lot of the other Iron Fist runs. So, uh, to give a little perspective on what Iron Fist is to to the listeners who may not know a huge amount about about Iron Fist himself, uh, the character has a has got a superpower, um, which is being able to channel his chi into his fists, yeah, into um, the Iron Fist. Mm -hmm. He's obviously he becomes a martial arts expert he um he gets this by defeating the dragon um i think it's lobo at 
Kunlun, uh, and to become the Iron Fist, you must defeat this dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, many people try, and not everyone uh, succeeds. Right. Uh, but certainly in this initial thing as well, um, this plane crash that we see, we see um, the oxygen masks down, uh, and presumably his mother Heather Rand there. And of course, this all ties into the origin that they um, both. Um, Danny and his mom and dad, along with uh, his dad's business partner, Meacham, are going to try and find the, the next year of Kun Lun. Right. And of course, um, the plane is sabotaged. Now, we don't know here. It's a bit unclear whether his mom has survived the crash along with mm. Danny or whether um, she has still survived. In the origin, there is the classic aspect where uh, his mom defends him from uh, a pack of wolves uh, after they've uh, spurned Meacham's uh, um, help because Meacham ultimately... Um, mm, maybe spoilers. W- maybe spoilers right. here, but Meacham uh, does things which doesn't necessarily endear him to Danny mm-hmm. uh, in the future and certainly not to... Um, Danny's mom Heather Rand. Right. So it'll be interesting. So I'm hoping that maybe there will be wolves here and maybe the two monks looking at him are not looking at him through that white out of the snowstorm. And um, maybe whilst he's still strapped to um, the, the airplane seat, mm-hmm. maybe it's sometime later after other events have taken place. Maybe. So it's really interesting. It's not entirely clear yet, but um, yeah, really good. Certainly immediately just tying Danny to to his origin, uh-huh. uh, the, which is very good. And then obviously um, we see him head back and come to the Big Apple. Absolutely. And one of the interesting things from the actual blurb about uh, about the Netflix series um, version of Iron Fist, uh, it does say that he's been he's a missing um, the missing Danny Rand who returns to New York. Um, so Cunlan, the city itself, only appears for a certain period of time, disappears for 20 years, I think it is, 15, 20 years, something like that, um, yeah. which would tie up with the fact that it's a young Danny Rand uh, making his way to the city and then returning to New York for the first time in the scenes that we see in this in this particular teaser, which I think is quite cool. At least they're keeping that bit. He's not um, he's not someone that's gone away as a teenager and coming back when he's twenty five. He's been away for many years from when he's a young kid uh, and coming back at this at this later age, so somewhere in his in his mid twenties. Yeah, I mean it's a mystical city. Mm-hmm. It is Conlon. It's not yet average uh, little village it's <laughs> not a hamlet uh, yeah. no not at all um <laughs> all right so that's really cool and there's the only other real thing from that uh trailer there's two more things probably uh we do see the power of the iron fist we do trailer. we see him knock um and punch out a door mm. uh, which is really cool uh, shows yeah. off a bit of his power and so on we don't see any kind of flaming hand where he's channeled um his cheer or anything like that but but that's really really good mm-hmm. um and of course the um, wall of a hospital I think, yeah, yeah you see him tied up struggling to get released mm. uh, presu- maybe presumably he's been um sort of had the finger pointed at him by Meacham maybe um or one of his children that we know has been cast um within uh Iron Fist to say that maybe he's he's mad he's he's gone crazy and he needs mm-hmm. to be uh committed in some way we don't know uh, yeah. the context of that but um from yeah. a ca- from a casting perspective just to mention it so the only other person other than Finn Jones in the show is David Wenham that we know from uh, from Lord of the Rings uh, yeah. he's been in a number of films a number of TV shows as well but that's probably the one I know him best from yeah. and he's uh, playing Meacham and he 
he's playing Meacham, yeah. the old the older Meacham. There is a younger Meacham cast as well. So uh, just to make that point. Yeah, yeah definitely. And and so um, this this is really cool. We 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 see a little bit of um, of the force behind his, his kung fu uh, and his martial arts skill. Mm. Uh, but as I say, we don't see the flaming hand, um, you know, at yeah. all at this stage. Uh, but really good. Um, absolutely. Uh, loved, uh, the logo then flying in, the classic, uh, Iron Fist logo. Absolutely. That, um, is emblazoned, uh, on, on his chest. So really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I am the Iron Fist. I hold back the storm when nothing else can. And of course, that's quite a nice little quote from, from the Iron Fist because, um, there is this talk of a coming storm throughout Daredevil, mm-hmm. of course, with the hand and all of this linking into this kind of mystical threat that is coming on New York City yeah. and may or may not tie all these different um, Marvel Netflix shows uh, together when they team up to become the defenders. Yeah, absolutely. And I do, I do have, still have that question as to who says the line, hello, Danny. I don't know who it is. I don't know whether it's Meacham. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's likely that that's because it's the most recognizable actor Me that it is the older Meacham. Uh, but we don't know yet. Um, it could be anybody right now, but it's a lovely little teaser. Definitely wasn't expecting any footage to be shown at San Diego Comic Con. I was actually expecting this would be something they'd hold until New York Comic Con, uh, because it's going to be, about seven or eight months before we actually see the show. So i uh, got a long time to carry between now and then. Uh, expecting a bit of a longer panel for Luke Cage. Uh, the next Netflix show that's coming up, uh, coming out on September 30th worldwide. And confirmed again, just for our uh, Irish and UK listeners, confirmed again to be released at 8.01am on the 30th of September. So we're looking forward to that. Cool. Um, but that's the next panel, right? That's the, yeah. uh, that's the big one, uh, the big reveal. This was Netflix's first presence at... Uh, San Diego Comic Con. They've never actually been there before. They've been at New York two years in a row um, doing big panels there. So this is the first time they've taken it to probably the biggest uh, pop culture event, as we mentioned on our other podcast, uh, probably the biggest pop culture event in the world now. Um, so how do you think they did? They, they came along, they brought um, Luke Cage with them, uh, the full panel of the of pretty much the full cast, um, the obviously the director of the show, and uh, this trailer that we're going to talk about. How do you think they did with with this element of what they brought to the show? Just the Iron Fist trailer? Indeed, sorry, the Luke Cage uh, trailer as their, as their kind of big reveal, plus the little snippets. I think for their first time, I think maybe they focused on Luke Cage. That's mm-hmm. absolutely uh, correct to do that, I think. Um, it's, it's the next show uh, up. Mm-hmm. Um, they've obviously also just teased and reminded everyone that all these characters are going to become the defenders as well. So it's just putting that out there again at the biggest event. Um, I think it was good. I mean, mm-hmm. I would suspect you have to have been in the panel to really appreciate it because, I mean, the two trailers that we saw are quite short. I mean, the Iron Fist one is a first look. It's only a minute long. It gives you a really nice little intriguing little snippets of of Danny Rand and um, that he he's he's not in New York he's making his way back to New York uh, uh, older as a as an adult um after being uh, lost and and found by you know what looked like to be monks mm-hmm. um and we you know we have a fairly ominous hello Danny so it it just encapsulates it quite nicely yeah. um and then we see Luke Cage and again we have the trailer i suspect the panel um, would have been absolutely brilliant um, as well to have been at. Absolutely. I, th- I think one of the things that we kind of noticed through a, a number of the different um, 
uh, interviews that the, the director and the showrunner for, for Luke Cage, um, he, he basically seemed to hold music here really central to this character and to this this series absolutely yeah starting out with the with the uh song that's been chosen for the uh luke cage trailer or teaser uh which was uh odb's uh, shimmy yeah. shimmy yeah i don't know why i had to look at that i've been singing it for the last uh, for the last week <laughs> great uh, since i saw the trailer great tune. really cool tune um but yeah um they they have said that music's going to play a huge part in the show that every episode is actually going to be named after a song by the band gangstar uh, i'm gonna have to brush up on my uh, on my 90s rap uh, to be honest, in 90s R&B, uh, to try and get some of that. But I, I was fascinated by some of the great interviews uh, that yeah. were that were happening, uh, where they were effectively talking about all the music that's going to be coming in. Uh, each member of the cast, as they were cast, loved this little tidbit of information. This is great. Yeah, that they were told to put together their top 10 songs or their playlist for their own character. Uh, and that's being incorporated as best possible into the show. So each character comes up with their own concept of who they are as a person through music, which I love. It's so cool. That's it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and you can see that he sees this world through through music, through you know uh, the musical legacy that Harlem has provided, Absolutely. whether it's from jazz uh, and blues through to uh, rap and so on. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and I like that kind of context of it, to be honest. I mean, it, it, it's so important. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, as well, we got the Punisher showed up as a surprise as well. That's right. So I mean, they they did. I, I think um, you know. As, as a first go, it was really good. I mean, I do think the Luke Cage trailer was quite short, given yeah. that it is the next uh, big trailer. But, I mean, you know, I really kind of enjoyed it. Again, we've seen him already. I suppose he's been introduced quite significantly just through Jessica Jones. So a lot of people are aware of him. And it didn't need some kind of huge breakdown as to what this character was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like... Again, just uh, bringing back to Doctor Strange, you know, the first trailer of Doctor Strange, it really, um, in in a in a nutshell, just went through his origin. It really introduced the character Absolutely. to a lot of people that probably wouldn't have known who the character of Doctor Strange was. It introduced it to a huge um, audience beyond fans of his. So, you know, that was hugely important to do that. In some ways, a bit like with Thor as well, when right. he um, first came to town in the MCU, and, and probably even Iron Man for, for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. So that was kind of interesting. And I think Luke Cage has had that introduction for fans um, uh, who are at San Diego Comic-Con, for people who liked to... Um, all the Marvel Netflix shows today, you know, and certainly Jessica Jones, obviously, and um, there has been that introduction already. Yeah. So this really kind of was probably trying not to give too much away, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. I thought this was his corridor scene. I, I, I mean, we've talked about the, the corridor fight that Daredevil had in season one, which mm-hmm. was just epic. In season two, he had the Sturwell fight and corridor fight again, and um, reminiscent yeah. of his season one fight. And for me, this was, um, this was Luke Cage's corridor fight from, from, uh, the show where he, he's walking down the the corridor with the car door you know he's That's using so it cool. as a battering ram a shield <laughs> yeah. an iron hug um you know <laughs> so like really really good yeah. and he's just using and abusing his his environment as mm-hmm. he you know hand in the wall pulls out a bit of lead piping or whatever uh, hope, hopefully it's not lead piping uh, otherwise all the people in the building are probably 
kind of got problems <laughs> with mental problems because of lead in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, all of this kind of stuff, really, uh, really good. And yeah. obviously his hoodie riddled with bullets. So, I mean, at least for anyone who has missed anything with regards to Marvel Netflix, it's shown that this guy has got strength. He's really raw and visceral. And, yeah. um, you know, and he is, is setting set out on a mission, you know, by, um, I don't know the character's name, but he was the commissioner in The Wire. That's right. Um, police yeah. commissioner in The Wire, um, saying, you know, you should go out there and help other people. Like maybe, I don't know whether it's his father uh, or a mentor or something like that. Mm. Maybe he's just come out of prison. He He's, um, you know, and he's ready to kind of rectify um, his, his previous uh, life and, and, and atone for the prison sentence that he's just um, been released from. So yeah. that you know, it, it sets it up as as well a bit, but we see this really um, you know visceral type of character. I think even more so than uh, Daredevil. Uh, you know, Daredevil still has got his, his kind of slight martial arts. This is pure punch bag oh, yeah. um, as well. But it shows you what a man with power and unbreakable skin, so he can yeah. take every single bullet that's being shot at him. He can take it and just keep moving. He's not. He's not. Uh, it's not coming into his flesh, and he's just not being hurt by it. It's bouncing off him. Uh, the only thing that's being damaged is his, are his clothes. Uh, this is a, a, really our first look at any any moving images of uh, Luke Cage since. Uh, the little teaser that was at the end of Daredevil. And like you say, I was actually expecting a bit more. We're just over uh, two months out from the show being released um, on the 30th of September, as we mentioned. Uh, Kind of expecting a a bit of a longer trailer, a bit more of a story trailer, so we can get a bit of an idea. Um, By this time in uh, Jessica Jones's run, I think we probably knew it was going to be all about Kilgrave. Um, In this uh, this teaser trailer, we get an image of of Cottonmouth, for for a couple of seconds uh, at the end of the at the end of the teaser where he effectively has a has a discussion with Luke about being um a, a effectively saying that yeah, you you kick in a couple of guys uh, in the city and they think you can take me on and um, it it feels like Cottonmouth has a bit of a history in the comic books with Luke Cage he's a friend of his yeah. and he's the reason why Luke Cage went to prison uh, and this is why Luke Cage is coming back so I feel they're probably keeping that dynamic between the two of them that they do know each other and um, they've known each other growing up in the streets um Play. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, he's he's the cottonmouth. It is the fly in the ointment, you know. Yeah. Um, he's reminding uh, Luke just who he is, where he's from, and that he knows him. Like it's kind of that, um, you know. He Luke's in a sense trying to spread his wings, and he's being brought and pulled back down to his p- past uh, life by Cottonmouth. So, it, it, I mean, it frames the trailer quite nicely, I think, mm-hmm. as well. Um, and it was good to see um, just this first glimpse of, of Cottonmouth. You know, absolutely. Um, like he was there as well. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, it's, but he, it's Mahershala Ali. Okay, is yeah, from he, House, of House of Cards. Awesome. Um, and uh, obviously, there was Misty Knight there as well. Um, so uh, on the panel, yeah. So it's really good to have Misty Knight from uh, the the comics in 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 this uh, series as well. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the like one of the things you kind of picked up over the course of the interviews is is Misty Knight's uh, relationship, I suppose, in the show. Uh, she is the partner of uh, Frank Wally's character. Um, Frank Wally is one of the other big actors on the show. And um, the two of them are detectives uh, partnering up together to investigate something that's happened in Harlem, uh, and that's where they, their paths cross with Luke Cage, which is pretty cool. I like I like that she's a detective, and uh, they they say their relationship is uh, really good comrades. They've known each other for 
years and worked together with each other for years. Uh, very humorous kind of relationship, as you would expect from Misty Knight. Absolutely. Uh, so. And I think as well, it, you know, I'm expecting that Luke Cage will have some introduction to um, Danny Rand as well. Given so. you have the heroes for hire aspect between both Luke Cage and the Iron Fist um, in the comics as mm -hmm. well. So in the same sense that Luke Cage was introduced in Jessica Jones, that we have here um, an introduction uh, of the Iron Fist within uh, the Luke Cage series. Yeah. It would be really cool, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. And considering Luke was so central within Luke, uh, sorry, within Jessica Jones and had you know, four or five good episodes that he was heavily involved in, uh, the one other question that pops up still for me is when does this take place? Are we going to see you know four or five episodes that take place showing his origin after he gets out of prison and then it switches over to being uh, why he left Harlem to go to meet Jessica Jones um, and then comes back to Harlem? Or is this all after Jessica Jones? Is it all uh, after he's returned from Hell's Kitchen to Harlem? Uh, I'm kind of intrigued to see how they play, how they work that in and will we see an appearance of Jessica Jones, considering their characters are intertwined. No, absolutely, yeah. As you say, you know, will we see the bar? Will we see him setting mm -hmm. up his bar? I mean, all these different things we already know, so it'll be interesting to see how they integrate them or where they are on the timeline with respect to the show. So, yeah, yeah I think definitely... I mean, I'm looking forward to Luke Cage. I mean, I know him from Heroes for Hire. Mm -hmm. I know him from the, the links in, in the comic with, with uh, Danny Rand and Iron Fist. Um, but still, it, it's, um, it's a character that I wouldn't have automatically have followed, um, I don't think. Um, and right. so I'm really intrigued to see how they, um, interpret the character and, and whether they put the bits of, of Luke Cage that I do know, uh, in the show or whether I'm, to be honest, I'm just excited to find out more about this character. Uh, you know, we had the sweet uh, Christmas. Absolutely, yeah. You know, uh, in, in Jessica Jones, classic line from, from you know, the run of comics in the 70s, from Heroes for Hire and so on. Um, they worked it in there. I mean, fantastic. So, uh, you know, that's something that immediately went, I remember that. I recognize that. So I, I'm really intrigued to see, you know, what new stuff I learn about Luke Cage, how Marvel Netflix um, sort of deal with his character what new things they do what things maybe they twist and what things that i i remember from the comics they bring so I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to it but i think along with jessica jones these are the two uh, characters from the defenders set that i i know least about oh, right. yep. um yep. or would have done i mean jessica jones primarily mm -hmm. uh, but luke cage would be coming in second there uh, yeah for that definitely. you're just hoping that he says sweet christmas again and has the tiara on of course yeah. Afro, definitely <laughs> yellow top. Um, yeah, no, really looking forward to seeing this. And I think, uh, to be honest with you, I can kind of see what they've been talking about for months now about it being a different feeling of a show. Uh, just even this teaser and the interviews that we that we heard over the course of the weekend uh, really gets me excited about about covering the show. There's 13 episodes coming up. Um, Chio Coker, the uh, showrunner for the show, has to be for me of every single one of the directors and writers and showrunners that were on stage. He seems to be, he's, he's the one that's kind of G'd me up to get, get me going for this, um, more than anybody else. He's got, yeah. he's got me really excited about his vision for this show. Uh, kind of been told that he's left alone. He can do whatever he wants to with his show. And basically he works directly across the way from the writers for the other shows, for Daredevil, for Jessica Jones. Uh, and he can just pop over to them and go, do you think this will work? Um, well, am I allowed to use your character this way or something like that is, is the way he says it. Uh, and they kind of say, well, we're doing this with them. Can you, 
can you move on to another character? But he says, other than that, very little interference from either Marvel or Netflix. He's allowed to tell his own story, and he's a huge fan of Luke Cage. So uh, that's always good. So really looking forward to seeing what comes on 30th of September. Yeah. So, John, that's Marvel Netflix. Overall, pretty good showing from them. Yeah. Um, they didn't do what, what some people were expecting they did uh, when they had the New York Comic Con um, panel last year for Jessica Jones. They showed the entire first episode of the show. Uh, a couple, about a month and a half before the show was released. So a lot of people were expecting that the uh, Comic-Con panel would get to see uh, the first episode of Luke Cage. They didn't, but they got the reveals of some Iron Fist tra- trailer, uh, the, the Defenders, the announcement of uh, Daredevil Season 3, and an appearance by The Punisher, as well as the Luke Cage footage. So lots shown there in their short time on the on, yeah, on the tally and it will be interesting to see what they bring to New York Comic Con because obviously Luke Cage will have hit Netflix at that stage, mm-hmm. um, so they won't be um, it won't be an exclusive to show any of the uh, episodes of, of Luke Cage. Uh, it could be that they will show um, a, a first episode of maybe The Punisher, possibly Iron Fist, uh, maybe Perhaps. Jessica Jones season two. Who Perhaps. knows? Or else they may have the exclusive meeting of all four defenders on yeah. stage, which I think would be quite cool. Because they had three out of the four last year. That's right. Um, which we attended. Uh, and with this the year, fourth in the hall. Yeah, with, with, the, with the fourth Finn in the Finn Jones hall. doing interviews for Walking Dead in the same hall. Game of Thrones, I yeah. think. Yeah. Oh, Game of Thrones, sorry, of course. <laughs> there are zombies in Game of Thrones. Though. There are, there are. Yeah. Uh, but with him doing interviews for Game of Thrones, I always wondered after he'd been cast, I always wondered whether uh, that he got cast because of his uh, his time at New York Comic Con, whether they met backstage and went, actually, you'd be quite good for, uh, for Iron Fist. Um, anyway, I think that's enough of the TV side of the house. I think Absolutely. it's time to get on to the movie side of the house. Where do you want to start, John? It's time to get on to the thing that made San Diego Comic-Con for me. Okay. Like, there's all this thing about who who, who did better, Marvel or DC. I actually loved the DC uh, stuff uh, mm-hmm. this year. I thought, actually, really, really cool with Wonder Woman um, and with Justice League. For me, though, um, just the fact that we had um, the uh, Doctor Strange second trailer, mm-hmm. there were five minutes of... The uh, the show of the f- the show. I'm um, still on Marvel Netflix. Five know. minutes of the film still um, shown. Uh, the meeting of the Ancient One uh, and Stephen Strange, mm. and of course um, there was the the kind of the stand up panel uh, of, of Doctor Strange with director Sc- uh, Scott Derrickson, um, who's done uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. And um, Sinister mm-hmm. are the two ones that I know him for. Uh, and then, of course, Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Wong. Um, there was Mads Mikkelsen. There was uh, Cheetah 4. Cheetah 4. Cheetah L. Edgy 4. That's it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and um, Tilda Swinton. So, you know, and um, there was also... Um, Ah, I've forgotten her name. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams, um, of You know, who's, who's playing Christina Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, really cool. And um, one of the things I love from these panels, actually, at least uh, on the Doctor Strange one, is that none of them had seen this five minutes. Mm-hmm. And to see their reactions after the end of the panel was awesome. Because, I mean, it, it, it just, it, it probably, it reflected mine after seeing the second trailer. And mm-hmm. I think, Obviously, that's where we'll start with, with the Marvel films is the Doctor Strange trailer two. Uh, so much in it. Um, absolutely adored it. I'm mm-hmm. really excited for this. You know, one of the things was 
we still got the inception type stuff going on mm-hmm. with with buildings folding in on one another but we did start to see um the magic coming on the screen how that oh, was yeah. going to be interpreted so really really good you know there was the magic glyphs uh, which i just loved how they wrapped up his arm but you know again facing his palm as he was doing it i loved how he um was was practicing. I, I mean, that's one of the things that I really enjoy about Doctor Strange. And I'm really glad that they pulled it out. It's that you know, how do I get from from here uh, as Stephen Strange to there where you are, the ancient one? And she she goes, well, how did you become a doctor? And mm-hmm. um, it you know, it's through study and practice. And uh, that's one Years of the great things that I really like about this character. Is it's not given to him. He has to learn it, mm-hmm. and he has to become a master of the mystic arts. He is, um, he is a student and, and there are other students there who have, um, you know, different capabilities and different levels of skill, um, compared to Doctor Strange. And, you know, we see them all training together. We see, um, Baron Mordo as well as, um, Wong, uh, training them all together in the courtyard, uh, of the monastery, yeah. of the temple. So I really, really liked that, um, so much. I mean, I think the effects here were just awesome. You know, I've always said the story has to stand on its own, um, but the effects here were great. We had, um, Amongst other things, we had the um, the shield of Seraphim right at the end, where he's kind of protecting uh, himself from both sides from a yeah. lot of, of kind of magical energy. That's the kind um, of orange uh, orange glyphs on either side. Yeah, it's immediately after the Wi-Fi password um, joke, which I just love. It. I mean, it closes out the trailer. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to be all over the place here. Don't think that I'm going to be going through okay. this in, in, in a structured way from start to end. I was hoping, um, but it's it's just, um, it was so exciting to see that at the end. It was mm-hmm. like, I wasn't expecting it. I mean, that just looked like a riot of color. Uh, but that was the Shield of Seraphim. You have that kind of flaming whip mm-hmm. as well. And the interesting thing there, that seemed to be all happening in the Sanctum Santorum. And uh, Mad Mickelson's character, um, Cassilius, um, was in... In, in the foyer, in you know the hall, the entrance hall to the Sanctum Santorum. Mm-hmm. So you know he he's infiltrated um, Doctor Strange is uh, base basically. So yeah. really, really cool. I kind of just say yes. Really, one of the cool things as well about these kind of panels where we have actors like Mads Mikkelsen being interviewed, they do get asked how you pronounce the name of that character because Caecilius would be uh, a character that wouldn't be well known from the comic books, uh, appeared a couple of times. Uh, when you read his name, you read it in your own mind, whatever way you want to read it. It's, uh, you know, um, but Mads does give a, a pretty good interpretation of it. I do think, obviously, with his own accent, again, you could be interpreting it slightly differently than he actually interprets it in his head, but Caecilius is what we're going to be going for uh, from now on, I think, right? Definitely. And, of course, um, Doctor Strange would not be Doctor Strange without the Cloak of Levitation. Absolutely. And, what am I, I mean, for me, with the, the Shield of Seraphim at the end, that was also one of the other money shots of this were, you know, he he's not grabbing it and chucking it round. He's essentially gesturing to the cloak to go around him and the cloak obeys his his command you know this cloak is um, a cloak it's not a cape and, and it is a magical item so this was just um superb i love just how it he did it and you know earlier on in the trailer you see him standing back looking at the cloak of levitation mm-hmm. uh, behind the the glass box and um, so that was really really cool yeah um 
Yeah, I've been reading back on uh, some of the early um, Strange Tales comic books, uh, the ones that used to have Nick Fury and, and Doctor Strange in it. Uh, kind of cool that Cloaked Levitation was right from the first issue. Uh, we do see it in there. It's something that he's used many, many times. Um, so really cool to see that uh, being uh, being a major part of his character. It's what allows him to fly effectively as well. So uh, so he can go and fly like Thor does with his hammer, uh, not like Jessica Jones does because she jumps really high. Um, he flies <laughs> right. So it's a, a but with the cloak only. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I loved how they captured the the interdimensions and and realms and moving from different realms here. Mm. Um, I thought it was really interesting, and and it wasn't just one style. Um, you know, you, you have him practicing with, with the, the green glyph, uh, on the book, and he kind of creates almost like a, a, a transparent mirror, which has got other faces of himself reflected in it. And, you know, cool. different, um, different Doctor Stranges, uh, across different realms, doing different things at that particular time, uh, um, across time, um, and across realms. Mm-hmm. So really interesting. Then you have the moment where he's walking towards the, um, the, the three windows. One of them has a mountain scene. One of them has a, a, a coastal scene and the other has a, a forest scene. That's right. Uh, and, you know, yeah. different, uh, perceptions of reality here. Um, then you, you see Matt Mickelson. You see the, the floor moving around like you did from trailer one. You see the buildings falling in on one another, um, uh, crossing over one another over one another um you you see the lady with the yellow cloak um changing and fractalizing uh the 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 world and in particular that moment where um, the ancient one leads doctor strange through that kind of fractalized glass uh mm-hmm. of, of reality such a great effect like amazing like and it, it kind of moves into the kaleidoscope um sort of imagery as it moves into the Marvel Studios logo. Yeah. I just thought that was such a great um idea, this this fractured kind of mirrored kind of look or, or fractals of, of reality. Yeah. Um and of course fractals within chaos theory anyway would be um this whole thing that you can in you know it, there's kind of no end. You you look in deeper and you have another fractal and, mm-hmm. and so on. It, and it just uh, splits out. It's almost like infinitely uh, long edges and, uh, and concepts. So it's really interesting. Um, <laughs> well, no, fractals in nature, so yeah. things like snowflakes and so Absolutely. on. Uh, like like we saw in the White House uh, on, uh, uh, on the Iron Fist trailer. Yes. See, I love both of these. Um, uh, and then, so I, I loved how it was just kind of done really differently. The fiery teleportation portal so we you know we get to learn here that they can move vast distances um, and across you know across um, space uh, in an instant uh, really good so we see um, both uh, the ancient one and Doctor Strange coming to the top of the mountain uh, somewhere on, on Earth through one of these uh, teleportations mm-hmm. um, devices or portals, I suppose is, is more accurate. But I think if you look briefly, I think you can see the fact that on the other side of the portal is like the temple, I think. Right, okay. So um, that's the first trip. Yeah. Right. And we also see the lady in the yellow clo- cloak. Um, yeah. Which I think is in London as well. I think she is in London. Interesting. There. And certainly this would link into the um, prequel comics that are currently out at the moment and it has mm. a similar similarly cloaked figure um, 
sort of messing around with the mystical energy in different yes. realms uh, and being pursued by uh, Wong, uh, by Khaleesus, uh, Khaleesi, Khaleesius, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also um, Baron Mordo as well. So That's right. um, very similar, but I wonder because I haven't read part two of that uh, <laughs> prequel comic, so I don't know whether we find out who she is. It's not out yet, so you're okay. 25th yeah. of just, 25th Just the of first August. one so first far. First one's just come out. Um, um, but I wonder who this person in the yellow cloak is. I was mm. trying to think, who is it? Is, is it someone who's hiding in plain sight? So I do wonder whether it is Rachel McAdams' character. I'm wondering whether... Um, that she is clay, clear mm-hmm. um, at all, um, and that she's hiding in plain sight, maybe assisting um, Doctor Strange or Stephen Strange, uh, you know, as a sort of a, a protector. Um, because I, well, I, I wonder if it's that, mm-hmm. um, or maybe it's the ancient one. But I okay, didn't but think it was the ancient one. For Rachel McAdams, the character name that's been given is. Uh, Christine Palmer, uh, right? Yeah. There's enough of those letters in there that you could make clear out of that with Christine Palmer. There's definitely an L in there, an E and A, a C. You could add in a H as well if, if you spell clear differently. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it is possible it's that difficult. they are hiding the name in there. Um, well, they were hiding the you face. Are, you purposely. are absolutely convinced that this is a female character underneath that cloak. I, yeah. I, I feel it's probably uh, the person they're chasing within um, within the comic, the, the preview comics. Uh, I don't think they're going to catch her. I think that will lead into the film yeah. quite closely so i think that's the character that it is uh, it's either that or there is uh nico minoru uh from uh runaways which is the the other female master of the mystic yeah. arts that we found out in the prequel comics really cool just a connection there uh, to the comic books that there that there is this character from the runaways uh, a great character really loved character um that could be making its way in, in through Doctor Strange, which is a really interesting route into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because there's not really a connection to those characters. So I'm intrigued to see that. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see if we do see Nico in, in, in the, uh, the movie. Oh, well. definitely. And I mean, you know, it could be the ancient one. Maybe mm. it's just clear. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's not Rachel McAdams being clear. Maybe it's just clear. Yeah. Um, or something like that. I, I think one of the interesting things uh, from this, and, and this is coming to the eye of Agamato mm. uh, now, is, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, well, what um, Infinity Gem is going to come up in Doctor Strange. Will it be the Time Gem? Uh, will it be the Soul Gem? Mm. Uh, and so on. And it's quite interesting because we get two glimpses of the Eye of Agamotto uh, here in this trailer. And it is, it has the seal of Vashanti, the same uh, seal that's on Doctor Strange's um round window in his Sanctum Santorum. Yep. It's a protective seal against uh, evil. It, it's it's it, it, in that sense. So uh, the Eye of Agamasso does have a protective seal over it. And I wonder whether ultimately that's one of the gems. And if I'm to guess which one it might be, I think it would be the time gem. And, and one of the aspects that I think as well, uh, which comes on later on in the trailer, is the ancient one says, I've spent so many years peering through time uh, looking for you. Very Has good. the ancient one been using the Eye of Agamesso to find out who the next Sorcerer Supreme uh, is going to be? Um, so interesting. really interesting. And similarly, in the same way that uh, from the comics, um, Stephen Strange, in the same way that he was on Hydra's uh, watch list um, in um, The Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. that, you know, Clea has been 
um, hiding in plain sight. She, he has had protectors watching over him right. with the idea that maybe he is the Sorcerer Supreme. But until that um, that leap is taken, they don't actually know. So it, it's kind of all really uh, interesting to yeah. see how that's gonna gonna work out, really. Yeah, um, and I, I think. There was, sorry, there was definitely a few mentions. <laughs> oh, there's uh, so much to say. I know. There was definitely a few mentions from uh, from the panel where uh, Tweedle Edgefor, again, I can't get it right when I say it out loud, but I do know <laughs> how to say it. It's, uh, it's We'll just call him Chewy because that's what his friends call him. Um, where, where he did mention <laughs> that Benedict Cumberbatch's Stephen Strange is a very special master of the Mystic Arst. Um, he is definitely uh, someone that they've all been watching out for. Um, again, it came through in the... Uh, in the uh, the metro from the ancient one from Tilda Swinton when she was saying, um, not all of us who are masters of the mystic arts have a big light over our head, kind of pointing towards, uh, towards Stephen Strange as well, saying, uh, he does have a light over his head. He is someone that we've all been kind of watching out for and protecting yeah. for. So the masters do look like they're the ones that are, uh, have been protecting Stephen. So he gets to this age, uh, and goes to, goes to the training. So I think that was quite cool. Definitely. I mean, mm. some of the vistas in, in this uh, in this trailer of, of the, the the fight scenes. I mean, there's the one where there's there's uh, Doctor Strange, and I presume it must be um, Cassilius um, fighting, and the reality is being built back together. Mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering, is that does that mean that? Stephen Strange is winning because he's he's repairing the destruction that has maybe been wrought on, on that particular realm by Cassilius. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's um, but you know, standing over on the sides of skyscrapers, looking out at skyscrapers going um, horizontal, vertically, um, angled, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. um, you know, t- uh, the the reality being warped by by Cassilius and his acolytes. Uh, really good. You, you see one where there's a, a one of those portals, the fire portals, and, and he turns the the the, the streetscape uh, on an angle, and you that see, is. um, I think it's Mordo and uh, Doctor Strange just sliding past the portal. I don't know, are they trying to make it through it or, or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really good. Uh, I think one of the interesting things from the panel on Mads Mickelson's character mm-hmm. that he said was, you know. He believes, he was asked whether he was a villain and he said no. He said, like any good villain or any good bad guy, he believes in what he's trying to do and that he's trying to bring a better world. Um, but just through a different route. Yeah. And it's interesting with regards to the Shambhala, um, joke actually, because, um, aspects of the Shambhala, that was a graphic novel in the eighties done in a very gorgeous artistic style, very oh, different. Very interesting, um, yeah. And it was tweeted by, um, Scott Derrickson, uh, before I think he started filming or, or very early on whilst he was filming. Uh, and, you know, there was sort of notions about whether that was going to be the storyline and so on. And, and the interesting thing from that is that it, it references the laws of, of Shambhala. Uh, and it, it, the whole book is about a golden age of humanity that, um, will be ushered in. Um, and that Doctor Strange can usher this in, but right. he finds out that basically, uh, most of humanity will actually have to be sacrificed in order to achieve that. Interesting. Um, and so, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of, um, it's that bittersweet, um, you can almost have, uh, like heaven 
or Shambhala mm -hmm. or, 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 or peace, but it comes at a cost. Right. Um, uh, it, it's uh, very boldly go where no man has gone before type <laughs> of thing, but it is really, really good in, in that sense. That That's the main premise of, of, of the Shambhala right. graphic novel. So I just wonder whether um, that is... Uh, one of the things that maybe uh, just being riffed on uh, in, in in the story. I mean, I love that little joke anyway. Uh, that that was Absolutely. very cool. Yeah, was great. Um, you know, so it, it's really it, interesting they could have taken the storyline from one of the comic books and transported it onto Cassilius, so that he is actually going to be using, uh, going to be doing something that that Stephen would never have done. Yeah. I really like that concept. That's really cool. Um, it was. It does lead me directly to the line from the um, from the trailer that I. Uh, that probably stood out to me as I didn't get immediately, is this what they said or not? Um, so the line from the trailer is either um, you'll die protecting this world or we'll die protecting this world. And I couldn't catch it because it comes straight into, uh, straight in from quite a loud scene directly into um, Mads Mikkelsen saying the line. Um, so it's either we'll die protecting this world, so potentially the world that they've now created, or you'll die protecting this world uh, saying that Stephen will die. Yeah, I mean, I think it, yeah, there's a, a series of, of, of voiceover that, uh, Mads Mickelson does here. Um, you know, it goes, I am death, pain, uh, I'll die protecting this world or it's wheel dial mm -hmm. protecting this world. So it could be that, you know, they are trying to achieve Shambhala, that mm -hmm. it will be a utopia and everyone will live in peace. It's just that there will only be certain people. Yeah. Because yeah. other people, or most of humanity, will have to have been sacrificed. So there's, it, it's really interesting Absolutely. to see how this will work out. Um, I've always loved Mad Mickelson's eyes, um, and they're looking <laughs> even better now. Um, like there's some really nice close-ups of, of, of the the makeup they used to show that kind of fractured aspect around his Fabulous, eyes again yeah. again maybe it's it mirrors that that fractal imagery that we see in the temple. Um, I. Really loved um, the feel of the music in, in this trailer. Mm -hmm. Really kind of electronic, um, kind of very sci-fi. Um, really good. Um, what is it? Michael uh, Giacchino, who did Up, um, is doing this. So and I really loved it. It was very Philip Glassy, actually. Yeah. And of course, um, he does the Star Trek theme, the new Star Trek yeah, theme. Yeah, the new, yeah. And but, worked with, with Benedict Cumberbatch when he played John Harrison. That's um, true. Like, I, I love that, um, it really had, Sorry. it really felt modern. It felt a bit discordant, as I say, mm -hmm. very like Philip Glass, um, but in, in a faster way, yeah. in, in a more sort of modern, uh, way, I suppose, in that sense. So I really like that. Um, and then again, just how Doctor Strange is going to integrate into the rest of the MCU will be something to behold. Mm. Um, I love the fact that, um, you know, Will he link up with Scarlet Witch? I mean, she has magic, but it's kind of a different um, source that it comes from. She likes to bend reality. Yeah. Definitely. Iron Fist. Again, I'd love to see that crossover um, to the the TV. Which has worked a lot in TV, so he might be up for that. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's the Avengers and the Infinity Gauntlet uh, was What will be his role in that? I mean, we see... Avengers Towers. Yes, we do. Falling into one of these holes as reality is being bent or, or the, the, the realms of New York are being manipulated. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really cool. Um, you know, take that, Tony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder which of the Avengers, if any, might have some kind of cameo. What will be the post credit scene thing? Really, um, 
just really, really cool. But I mean, it's funny. I still think this feels a bit like it's under the radar, to be honest. Really? Um, yeah, I, I, I feel, and not so much that, um, that it's being ignored. I actually just feel that it's not being talked about much because actually they don't seem to be able to be able to talk too much about it. I actually mm. feel that. Um, Marvel has got this in serious kind of lockdown actually, and until it's released, because, um, you know, the, there was a lot more, or it felt, the narrative coming from San Diego felt like there was a lot more talk, um, about, um, Black Panther, yeah. uh, about Homecoming, Spider, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, you know, whereas this film is this, is in three months time. It's mm-hmm. released in this year. So I, I, it's not that it's flying under the radar. That's maybe a bit too much, but mm. it just—it still feels like it's just sort of dipping its head out above, or that you know, um, it'll be interesting to see how it comes up. But I think it's more to do with the fact that actually director and cast are more on lockdown about releasing maybe too much about it. Maybe, maybe. Um, and I did like the idea that Scott Derrickson said, uh, "You will be able to speak." I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And um, I loved it where he said, "You know, back in the '60s." Doctor Strange was introduced to the the Marvel comic universe, and um, you know it was a left turn for Marvel. It, it it brought a whole new perspective, a whole new um type of of area that Marvel comics moved into and, and explored yeah. and wrote stories about. And he said that you know this film will do that. So it, it, it's really interesting to see how how that will work. Yeah, when he was introduced, there was no origin story. There was um, it was a, a whole world of. Uh, fascinating kind of uh, imagery that was being uh, that was being released stuff that they'd never seen in comic books before so uh, very different from what uh, from what had been produced in Marvel in the past definitely um overall i kind of think they're probably aiming for uh, for the kind of middling level marvel films this definitely shouldn't be compared to uh, the box office of something like avengers or captain america the third film that made a billion dollars you know i don't think it's going to get that level of box office but it could be the breakout hit like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where they were expecting a middling hit and ended off getting one of their most successful films so far. Um, it is a very unusual film for Marvel. It always has been. They'll do the usual Marvel thing of tying it in some way uh, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, but I don't think they're expecting it to do huge numbers. I don't think they. I don't. Think they need it to do huge numbers. They've made billions and billions well, of dollars. Um, so I don't. Think they needed to make a huge amount of money. Um, so I'm not too sure what how, what the outcome's going to be. But I'm really looking forward to it, particularly after this uh, this weekend in San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, I just hope it's a good story. Mm-hmm. I hope it's um, well received by fans and by uh, non fans, uh, regular non comic book fans. Absolutely. As, as well as the critics, you know, yeah. um, I, I really do. So basically you're hoping that it's not the um, David Hasselhoff version of Nick Fury that I got, <laughs> yeah. is what, what you're saying. Okay, good. Yes, um, I'm, 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 I really hope it's not. Just one last shout out. Okay. Obviously, because we got to see Wong for the first time as well yeah. in this trailer, um, and he is a master of, of the mystical arts as well. And that's something coming from this prequel comic that mm-hmm. we're learning is that, you know, there are multiple masters of the the mystical arts, but I suppose there can only be one Sorcerer Supreme. Exactly. Um, 
But, um, you know, he is a drill sergeant again on the panel. Um, well, in the trailer, I should say, we see him, uh, teaching, uh, the other, uh, students at the temple where the ancient one resides. And, and, and on the panel, he said, you know, he's the drill sergeant. Um, you know, uh, when they, he sat down with Kevin Feige to discuss the character, they wanted to, you know, reboot update and move him away from being this manservant yes. who just served tea and you know hopefully we'll see a bit of uh wong uh doing some kick-ass stuff absolutely as well. so despite benedict wong being say. british he's not going to be deserving any tea is what you're saying no okay and i'd love to see <laughs> how his relationship with um stephen strange works because mm-hmm. i mean it is it's one of those really cool partnerships uh, within uh, within the comics, I know he was being his manservant, but it, it, it's um, I've always seen it more as a partnership. Mm. It's been like the Alfred and Batman type of thing, uh, you know. Yeah, and uh, I, th- I think we mentioned on the last podcast that he's the one that watches over um, Stephen uh, when he's um, on the other realms. He's the one that kind of protects the body while his soul is traveling or his uh, his spirit is traveling to the other realms. Definitely, yeah. Good shout out there. So we have so much more to talk about with Doctor Strange. I know um, this is just a teaser. We've talked for half an hour before about the other trailer uh, that was going on. <laughs> we have about four more hours of coverage of Doctor Strange coming up. Uh, in our next episode, we'll be talking about Doctor Strange 1978 to start off our Summer of Strange <laughs> podcasts. Um, and that is strange. That is strange, but really interesting. I've watched it before, uh, as has John. It's a, It was the pilot oh, yeah. for a possible TV series in the time when we had uh, things like Incredible Hulk uh, on TV. So uh, really interested to watch that again and bring along our other podcast host, Chris, who's never seen it before, a younger guy oh. than us. I don't think he remembers much about the Incredible Hulk <laughs> TV series, uh, let alone seeing what the 70s TV shows will have in store for him. Rather than nostalgia, it will be, well, the fuck? hell is that <laughs> yeah absolutely um, uh, after that we will then be going into our second episode of the summer of strange which is the animated show yeah um, the animated really series cool. uh, that's going to be really interesting so we've definitely watched that one a couple of times really enjoyed that and again looking forward to seeing it and, and reviewing it for the podcast Abs- absolutely and this is all just to to lead up towards um when we start on coverage of marvel netflix's luke cage which mm-hmm. drops at the end of september 30th of september and um, eight, 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 yeah. yep. and um, and so we we have a slight little competition for Summer of Strange. Uh, we have um, the prequel comics to the film to give away, mm-hmm. uh, as well as um, a, a uh, online comic code for the the current run uh, Doctor Strange uh, comic book as, as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, basically for this competition, it is really quite simple. You can leave your, your thoughts, leave a review, um, on, uh, Defenders TV podcast on iTunes or any other good podcast catcher, uh, where you can leave reviews. Uh, and, and the best one, well, all the reviews will be put into a hat. And yes. um, if you can email us at defenderstvpodcast.com, um, or leave a voicemail. Um, or leave um, uh, an email at feedback at defenderstvpodcast.com yeah. to say that you've left a review, then we will put them in a hat and, and pull them out um, towards the end of our Summer of Strange. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, for um, for a chance to go in to win the prequel comic series in, in hard copy, but also then uh, a comic book reader code in order to get the current... Um, Doctor Strange uh, series. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. Uh, hope to be able to give something back to one of our listeners who's leaving us a review. It always helps people find us. And as we get into a new show coming out, um, if you've left us a review before, you can just update it and resave it over the top of your old review. That uh, that will count you into the competition. Um, but if you don't mind, just uh, pop us an email to feedback at defenderstvpodcast.com. That just makes me keep uh, keep a track of it so that I know exactly uh, when people have left reviews so I can pop you all on a hat uh, when it comes up to the end of uh, our coverage of Strange. Absolutely. And I mean, for our summer of Strange, any thoughts uh, on what you're expecting, what you're hoping for, mm-hmm. for uh, the Doctor Strange movie uh, in October this year? Yeah. Um, please send them in. Send them either into feedback at defenderstvpodcast.com. Uh, leave them on our discussion uh, boards on our Facebook group. Again, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash defenderstvpodcast. If it's nice and succinct, then obviously at Defenders Cast is our Twitter handle. Yeah. So of course you can leave something there uh, and we can uh, add this into um, the podcasts when we review the 1978 version of Doctor Strange as well as the animated mm-hmm. series. Of course we have voicemail as well on our website. Uh, you can leave a 90 second voicemail there if you want to, uh, that added to the podcast as, as part of um, discussing uh, all things Doctor Strange and um, just go to www.defenderstvpodcast.com and leave a voicemail there but of course this is all building all leading <laughs> to sorry Luke Cage um, Doctor Strange the movie uh, t- October 2016 uh, lands in Europe first and then I think it's the 4th of November that mm-hmm. it lands in, in North America uh, and probably uh, worldwide yeah yeah I believe so it's 5th of November I think um, when it comes out worldwide uh, so we hopefully we'll get uh, to see the the premiere of that uh, we have got covered tons here on what happened from Marvel. Uh, There were a couple of the things that happened at San Diego Comic-Con from Marvel. Um, Baby Groot. Interesting. So let's get, let's quickly go through them. Um, I, I know we're, we're kind of at the end of the time that we had for the, for the podcast. So we'll just go quickly through them. Um, we've got Black Panther. Uh, no, no footage revealed, but, uh, Ryan Coogler did announce that he, uh, has started filming on it. They're, they've got, sorry, they, it hasn't announced that they started filming on it. They're not filming for another couple of months. Uh, he's getting the scripts together for it. Uh, he again seems somebody that is really, really excited. Pointed out the seat he was sitting in in Hall H in, uh, San Diego Comic Con five years ago. He was sitting right at the back, right down the back, and now he's standing up in front of a huge audience, uh, revealing that he's the uh, he's the one that's guiding uh, Black Panther to the screen. Uh, really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing Absolutely. Black Panther. I mean, this this uh, the the director uh, did uh, Creed, mm-hmm. so really like such a, a great modern classic. Um, uh, film and of course you know we've seen the Black Panther introduced in Civil War yeah. and, and so I just am um, I think so looking forward to this Absolutely. Uh, phase 3 of Marvel is looking pretty sweet yeah Chadwick Boseman was a yeah. fantastic actor and really pulled off a great part that we didn't expect to be so central to the movie Yeah, uh, really looking forward to seeing him um, the one piece that was uh, announced at the show that I hadn't heard before anyway was Denai Guerrera uh, from The Walking Dead. That's true. Um, Michonne uh, from The Walking Dead, one of my favourite all-time characters, is going to be in uh, Black Panther as well. So she's one of the... the uh, well, I can't remember the name of the, the, the bodyguards to the Black Panther, is it? 
I, I, is it one of those? I, I, I can't remember what they're called. Ah, no. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, still fantastic casting. Yeah. Uh, can't wait for that. Just um, great to see Danai Guerrero well. get a get a movie role. She's done such sterling work on uh, on The Walking Dead, yeah, and now being definitely. in the Marvel universe, uh, really excited to see what she brings. Baby Groot. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's get on to Guardians of the Baby Galaxy Groot. Two. Another panel, Volume One, uh, which which <laughs> Volume, Volume Two. two sorry, it's Volume, Volume Two. two. Um, uh, which Baby Groot did not have any footage again uh, at the panel. Baby Groot. Um, that we saw, I believe there was some footage shown, but it's not ready for uh, for public consumption. But um, Yonder came on um, in blue. Mm-hmm. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker from Walking Crazy Dead. Crazy Michael Rooker. Yes, fantastic. We, we fantastic. love him, but we've heard that he's very difficult. You can't that you just can't work out what way he's going to be really good, uh, really on stage. Good. So really yeah. interesting to see him there. Uh, I loved the fact that they had the the, the villains of the movie. All dressed up in their full costume yeah, really makeup, good. Um, coming up and, and just kind of leading everything throughout the panel, just to be a good fun foil. Yeah, for it was everybody. really good fun, and I think like Kurt Russell, really, really good. Um, obviously introduced as um, Star Lord's father, mm-hmm. uh, one of the more weird characters uh, in the Marvel universe, a, a planet with a beard. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, really, really cool as he came out on stage. Like uh, all these guys were given loads of hassle, really making it, you know. Um, given a lot of hassle to all the the different characters and, and the cast members that came out on stage uh, but they they went to shake Kurt Russell's hand he put his hand out and then just did the, the slide thing <laughs> uh, really cool and he was like got uh, yeah you know a bit of, a bit of revenge from the cast um, but really cool yeah absolutely um, so <laughs> that was cool, cool but again not not any footage that we saw we've heard uh, some some basic descriptions of it but again as the footage isn't officially released we're not going to really talk about it on the on the podcast um, I've read little bits and pieces about what was it about but um, but since they're not ready to show it we're not ready to talk about it yeah. so I think crack on to the final one John you have mentioned earlier on the Spider-Man big surprise guest homecoming yeah, yeah. um Tom Holland and all his uh, high school friends came out on, on stage. Um, they also showed a little bit of uh, footage. Again, we didn't get to see it. But again, I love this, um, as they did for Doctor Strange. I loved that they showed um, the, the cast... The, these little snippets that they hadn't seen before in the mm. final version. I mean, Tom Holland was absolutely stoked for this. Um, it, it was a really interesting thing. Um, you know, basically, uh, the director for Homecoming Base is saying this is a, um, a high school movie. And yeah. um, that's what, you know, we've seen billionaires, we've seen gods, mm-hmm. and now we're going to effectively see puberty, um, <laughs> played out in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, so really, really good. Um, I think, um, you know, the, the, the moderator of, of this panel of the Marvel session was saying, you know, that this was kind of almost like a John Hughes type. Um, that, that's what he kind of motioned at, at the right. time, you know, th- this kind of high school, um, high school angst, all this kind of, um, this whole thing being introduced in Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. I think as I like well that. that there was a, a, the, is it Vulture that mm-hmm. is being, uh, touted as the, as the big bad here That's right. as well. So yeah. very, very some co- cool. concept art of the fight between uh, between Young Spider Man and uh, and Vulture. Yeah. I kind of I, I I think there's no need to call him Young Spider Man. I keep forgetting uh, Spider Man as I know him and as I've read him for so many years has always been the teenager in high school. So I'm kind of happy that they're doing another high school story. Um, I think the only problem with the Tobey Maguire movies, which I loved when I watched them when they came out first, was that he grew up because then you get into stuff that Spider Man doesn't usually. Uh, 
uh, it doesn't work very well with Spider-Man when he's trying to pay the pay a mortgage on a house and hold down a job with two kids. You know that doesn't really work for Spider-Man. I like the character being in uh, that situation where he's in high school. So hopefully we'll get a, a, at least one or two good films uh, while he's in high school. So yeah, yeah, so I'm looking forward to. Overall, I think this was probably the biggest San Diego Comic Con for movies and TV. Anyway, um, that was out that was out there. There's been so much, obviously, comic book news that's come out there that we just couldn't possibly cover uh, on the podcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed part one and part two of our Comic Con coverage, where we covered all of the DC stuff and uh, obviously all of the Marvel stuff on this podcast. Um, one other thing stood out to me, I think, uh, for this. Yes. For 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 uh, for the show, uh, we did talk about Sherlock over on uh, on uh, our Gotham podcast. And uh, for me, the other big thing that stood out was the first trailer for American Gods, a new TV show coming from Stars Network, um, basically led by the showrunner of Hannibal, oh, uh, Brian wait. Fuller, who I absolutely adore his work. I loved what he did with can't Hannibal. Wait. Uh, and it, the the book, if you've never read the book, American Gods, is based on a book by Neil Gaiman, who is my absolute favorite author uh, and was also a comic book writer in the 80s who wrote uh, an absolutely brilliant set of comic books called Sandman. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm saying cold. You should know this. If you don't know this, get <laughs> out, buy Sandman, give up Marvel for a little while, uh, read through all of those, Definitely. come back to Marvel for his brilliant... Absolutely fantastic six, twist. 1692, uh, his, uh, his historical version, 1602. That's oh absolutely. my Right. Oh, uh, 1602, the, uh, the um, tale of the Marvel Universe, if it had happened uh, during Victorian uh, Elizabethan, Elizabethan England. Yeah. Elizabethan 1602, England. yeah. There you go. Uh, that's what Fantastic, Brilliant fantastic book. take on the Marvel characters mm-hmm. and the Marvel Universe. Uh, if they want to do a period drama MCU film, uh-huh. that is the one to do. Absolutely. Definitely. So, so I've jumped all the way and circled right the way back around, away from talking about American Gods, a very dark story of what happens when uh, the gods of old Europe meet the new gods of America. Really intriguing yeah. story. I'm so excited to see what they do with this on TV, and the casting has been impeccable yeah, uh, this this looks awesome yeah really really exciting wednesday looks very very cool mm-hmm. uh, inhabited by ian mcshane mm-hmm. uh really he just looked really good um so perfect as the role perfect so yeah. perfectly cast anyway that's just another little snippet of some of the other things that we saw at, uh, at San Diego. Comic-Con. Absolutely. And a bit like with um, our podcast of season three of Hannibal, we would hopefully, if we have the time, it is one project that we would be thinking of doing over on TV Podcast Industries, mm-hmm. where you can find all our collected Gotham TV podcasts and Defenders TV podcast uh, podcasts. Um, and... Just remember, before we uh, say ta-ta and leave you after our San Diego coverage um, of Marvel, our part two, um, that Summer of Strange will kick off uh, in August. And with the competition, please leave um, a review on the podcast and tell us what you think. Um, the, the reviews help other people to find our podcast mm-hmm. and all leading up to uh, the Luke Cage coverage um, at the end of September uh, when that's uh, dropped by Marvel Netflix uh, on Netflix. So um, can't wait to do that. Remember the competition, two comics uh, for the, the, the prelude 
uh, Doctor Strange comics uh, for mm-hmm. the film out in October, as well as then obviously um, an electronic code for uh, the Doctor Strange, yeah. uh, the current series, current run of the Doctor Strange uh, comics. And we'll um, see what else we might be able to throw in there by absolutely. the time the competition ends. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening. As always, it's great to uh, great to be talking to you about Marvel again, and we will be back again in a few weeks' time with our first. Summer Strange podcast. Exactly. All leading to Doctor Strange are in October 2016. Take care, everyone, and we'll speak with you next time. Thank you so much. Bye now. Bye. Bye.